Welcome, welcome, welcome to a special episode. Uh, this is a one episode for three podcasts. I am your wonderful host with the most, Logan Vost, or Logan Vost, whatever you want to call me. I am handsome, debonair, uh, eccentric, and erotic, we'll say. Uh, yeah, I am your host, Logan. This is Godzilla Destroyal Podcast, Lost Legends Tales of Thern, and Mission Spooky. I'm joined today by my wonderful DM and fellow player, Ben and Kiki. Hello. Hello. Uh, Kiki, also the host of her own show, Mission Spooky, which this will appear here. So also the host of the show, too. Kiki, why don't you do Kiki, do your own intro now. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, this is the first time that we're doing a, th- a three-way. Hey. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, ew. <laughs> so most of you guys know by now that uh, I play on Lost Legends Tales of Thern, and uh, Cord and I have been on Godzilla Destroy All podcasts, talking about all kinds of cool kaiju and doing that, uh, the game. We played a game ourselves. And so, yeah, we decided, hey, cool crossover, because we thought, collectively, that you all would be interested in this game that's coming out, and we're going to be talking to Nick about that. Yeah, so what we're doing here, uh, there's a new Kickstarter coming out called Home. It is a tabletop RPG where you fight kaiju in mechs. And we have the creator of the game on the show now, Nick. Hey, how's it going? Good. Thank you so much for joining us, Nick. Yeah, I really appreciate the uh, the opportunity. This is awesome. So uh, first things first, uh, can you describe like footnotes what Home is? Then we'll get into it a little later. Yeah, definitely. So, so I think y'all did a great job. So Home is a mech and kaiju map making role playing game uh so i think it's all right there in the title right you're basically a pilot of a mech you're gonna fight some kaiju and while you're doing that you're gonna make some maps and hopefully protect your home from these kaiju um and uh yeah i mean for the folks that that know games like D, it's a little similar to D. it has some differences as well but uh yeah and and it's uh i'm pretty excited i'm really really happy to to kind of t- chat about it and get it in front of folks too Hell yeah. So uh, how is this game going to, because we're this is a D&D podcast, at least one third of this is, um, mm-hmm. how is this going to differ from like a, a Dungeons and Dragons or like a Pathfinder? Yeah. So I mean, like the, the core premise is the same, right? You're, you're generally playing a character, you're, you're role playing as a character, um, and you're, you're using your imagination to make up things, to make a cool story and to have fun with your friends at the table. Uh, but there are a couple things that are, that are a little different. So um, this is a GMless game. So there isn't somebody who is the game master or the dungeon master or whatever kind of guiding it through. Everybody kind of has that equal authority in the story to kind of, to kind of go through it, uh, which is, you know, a little bit of fun. Um, you're doing a lot of, ma- yeah, yeah. Um, have you all played any GMless games before? I have not. No, I've heard about them, but I haven't really taken the plunge yet. Yeah, I haven't either. No. So I've had some experience doing basically a solo D and D. That was kind yeah. of interesting. Yeah. It's it's fun to play GMless games. Um, like I've I've been a player, I've been a DM, a GM, I've been all of those things, but uh I think it's fun to kind of like share that authority with everybody else at the table. It's it's a fun little thing to do. Um and I think it, it changes it up for some folks that are always players. Uh you get a little bit more um say in kind of what's going on when you when you get to do that. Yeah. Okay. So it'll be more like like literally cooperative storytelling then. Definitely, Straight definitely. Up, instead of like the GM mm-hmm. kind of guiding it. Okay, totally. Um, so that's that's one thing. No, no GM. Uh, obviously, I said there's a map making element. So um, mm-hmm. a big part of this game is is actually drawing something on a map. 
Uh, and, and you could do that virtually, you know, in a, in a virtual tabletop, you could do it at a table on a piece of paper. Um, another thing that's a little different is that, uh, instead of one character, which, you know, in, in D and D or Pathfinder or something like that, you're generally kind of focusing on one character. Um, in home, you can focus on one character, but it's most likely that that character is probably going to die. Uh, this, this is a pretty deadly game. Um, and so really your, your character isn't necessarily your pilot. Your character is kind of like your home, right? Your character is the 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 country, the nation, the place that you're protecting, and you might cycle through a couple different mechs and maybe even a pilot or two during that session of play. So it's a little a uh, little different in that regard. Yeah, cool. Okay. Um. So as far as map making, are are you going to be like really hard fast? Like, oh, you can't draw. Like, is there you get by being a poor artist? Totally. Yeah. Uh, there is no artistic or like skill expectation for this game. Um, it's kind of fun when you're not very good at drawing because it's just, <laughs> you know, it's just like goofy stuff on the map with your friends, but, uh, you could totally just do like little symbols if you want. Um, I don't know. Like I remember when I was a kid and I used to make these like really intricate fort drawings and I draw like, you know, little like, and, and they'd be so small and detailed. And I just kind of imagine it like that, right? If you want to draw like a little railgun or a little like defensive bunker or like a research station, go ahead, right? There's, there's mechanics for it, but you can just draw these little things on the map and, uh, you don't have to be good at it. You just have to make it kind of your own. Okay. So like real kind of like sandboxy type situation we're dealing with here. Yeah. Um, there are, there are, uh, rules and kind of guidelines in terms of what you're able to build. And when you're able to build them. So it'll provide structure in terms of that. But um, what you choose to build within those guidelines is is really up to you, right? So let, let me give you an example. One of the one of the kind of preparation moves you can make before you're going to go fight these kaiju is to um, uh, build a base, right? Or build an outpost. That could be like a weapons outpost. It could be like a research station. It could be like a comms outpost in the middle of the kaiju realm that you're trying to like, you know, uh, send back, uh, satellite signals or something like that. So it's totally up to you, but you're, ju- you're kind of within like a sandbox of, uh, the, the built an outpost move. Um, okay. and so it gives you a little bit of guidelines in that, that regard. Yeah. So is the outpost made as a party or is that like, like everyone has an outpost they're trying to defend? Yeah. Uh, so you're, everyone's trying to defend their own unique home and you're kind of all, um, doing your own outposts or doing your own like individual, uh, map making things. So it's kind of like you're representing your own nation. Um, when you build an outpost, it's, it's like you doing it, right? Uh, the other folks could have some say in it. Like, you know, um, they might tell you or suggest some ways that, uh, if the preparation doesn't go well, you know, this is why, you know, your railgun is not effective against the kaiju that you're fighting, or you're worried that someone is like sabotaging it, right? Because there's like this kaiju cult that is kind of, you know, going through your, your homeland or something like that. Um, but it's kind of individual in that regard. So you're all building up your own version of your home and your, your outposts or your, your things in the world. Um, but, uh, there is definitely some collaboration in it. Um, you know, the questions that you ask with each other, uh, there are some moves where you can either help another mech out. So, you know, at, you know, you, you could say how you're, you're helping somebody out, um, during their move. Or, uh, if you want, there's a unite the nations kind of, uh, move where it's like, maybe you're sending a delegation over to a different person's home or country. And it's like, what does that look like? Right. Are you, uh, holding like a big UN conference? Are you, infiltrating and like talking to their president, you know, behind their back and kind of doing backdoor deals or something. So 
Hmm. There's still an interaction point, but it's it's all kind of um, guided within some certain moves. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how long does like gameplay last usually? Yeah. So this is this is another little thing that I I kind of wanted to be a little bit different than D and D. Um, this is really designed to be a one shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I mean it, it's for one to four players, right? So you can play it solo, or you can play it with up to four players. And if you have four players who really like to get into the drawing and really like to get into the role playing. Um, yeah, it might take you two nights or something to do. Um, but generally if, if you're quick about it or if, you know, if your players don't really like to role play or create scenes and stuff like that, you can easily get it done in like three to four hours. Um, and so I want it to be a fairly concentrated, uh, you know, concentrated event. Um, and it's great if you're like, you know, you, you just don't have your full group there one night. You only get like two players at the, at the table or something. Just like pull this game out, play this with the your other folks, and just a, it's a nice kind of filler or a change up from your long running campaign. Okay. Definitely, yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a little palate cleanser between you know, or even if like your normal Tuesday group, like you want to try something different that week. Yeah, yeah, this is cool. I yeah. think being GMless oh. would kind of lend itself to that. You know, it's not like one person has to do a ton of prep work. It's like, all right, here's the materials. Like, let's do this together kind of thing. 100%. Right. Yeah. You basically, right. you print out a little character sheet and a map and uh, that's the only prep you need to do. It's all kind of like at the table, um, build it out as you go. Totally. And you're not beholden to like certain people just not showing up. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Somebody exactly. cancels, I mean, it's not a big deal. It's, that's the, like the bane of all GM tables, right? It's just like, you know, getting getting folks together consistently is hard, so. It's the real BBEG of DMD games. (laughs) I go to two uh, gaming conventions a year. I could see something like this just eaten up at a convention, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, because who doesn't love big sea monsters and fighting them with mech suits? Like, yeah, it's like badass. Totally. The other part of this too, so, um, you know, I I don't know about you all, but like my favorite parts of D&D are creating a character and having that character die. Like those are to me the best parts of the game, right? Because it's like when you're creating a character, like, you know, the world's your oyster. You can make anything, right? So you can, you, you know, get to do whatever you want. And when they die, it's just so like, it could be very meaningful or it could be, you know, it, I don't know. It's just like, those are, those are my favorite parts in it. So um, when you're, when you're kind of going through this and you get to create those new characters, maybe a couple times or a new mech, um, that's awesome. But you also get to be and create the kaiju that other people are fighting against in here. So um, let's say, Logan, you and I are, are playing a two-player game. Mm-hmm. Um, as we go through, uh, you're going to make your own mech and world and home, and I'm going to make mine. And then each time we kind of go through a little mission or a front, um, you're going to be my kaiju, and I'm going to be your kaiju. Oh, so okay. you get to kind of like not only create a character and a mech, but you also get to like make a kaiju that you like. And uh I don't know, like, I don't know what yours would look like. Is it going to look more like a a Godzilla type kaiju or a Pacific Rim type kaiju? I don't know. But like, it's each player gets to kind of bring that flavor to the table, too. Okay. So, and then in a four player game, would there be four different kaiju then? Because everyone makes a kaiju for someone else? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's really cool. Um, I'm a big Gundam fan. So, like, the idea of like Gundam fighting like King Ghidorah is like exactly what I want (laughs) to do for real. I love I love Gundam. I love mech making and miniature making. That's uh, yeah, that's totally my jam. Hell yeah! Uh, we would just your... make 
I'm sorry. We, we mentioned Gundam. He said he liked Gundam. I have to go off on Gundam. It's a big inside joke that all I want to talk about is Gundam. I This is the one show I can actually talk about Gundam. All right. Proceed, sir. Do you have a favorite series of Gundam? Or- so, okay, so let me let me clarify. I am I am a Gundam fan, kind of uh, adjacent Gundam fan. I am okay. I am a Mecha fan, right? So like, I grew up, uh, or at least in the past like couple decades, playing a lot of like 40k. And mm. I love Tau. I love mech suits. Um, and through that, I've kind of like got into a bit of the Gundam universe. Um, and so I would not say that I am a uh, an expert at it at all. I would say that I'm like adjacent to okay, loving it, that's just fair. because I love I love the suits. I love the art. I love uh, I don't know. All that stuff is awesome. Yeah. All right. All right. I was just like, oh, maybe another Char fanboy. We can talk about Char. That, that's totally <laughs> fine. That's totally fine. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I've been getting into like model building with the Gundam, with the Gunpla, and it's just like I've fallen in love with it. Like my birthday party is coming up. I'm going to make all my friends build Gunpla with me off my birthday. Like it's going to be great. <laughs> oh, it's so great. It's so like meditative, right? It's just oh like a God, great little. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. See, I'm, I'm kind of the flip side. I'm really into the big monsters, you know, Cthulhu, Godzilla, um, you know, Leviathan, like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, mm-hmm. like the more the better. So what, what would you say is your like top kaiju? Uh, from well, whatever media you're into well i mean like you know um i i so th- this is this is tough because if i was to say a top kaiju it's, it's i mean it's got to be godzilla just because like yeah. it's it's so um, good answer it's so ubiquitous right uh and it's just such a good kaiju in like in history in media you know uh, i i recently watched godzilla minus one and it was just so yeah. good right um it, but like I love I love that aspect of it, but uh, a lot of this is kind of based off of the like the Pacific Rim um, idea of kaiju and like what uh, Guillermo del Toro did, and mm. uh, I can't remember the other uh, showrunner's name. Um, but they like they took like a more almost animalistic or like beast like way of doing their kaiju, and I like mm. that too. I like the um, almost less sentient or more I don't know beast like maybe I don't know what the right word is for it, but totally. Yeah, I've had uh, on the Godzilla show, there's been some clamoring for Gypsy Danger to be done because on that show, we just take like one kaiju and talk about the history and stats of it. So, yeah. yeah. Pacific Rim's really I would, cool. I would advocate for that as well. Hell yeah. My heavy on, you know, if you're not busy with after the Kickstarter stuff. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, I read through the quick start that you sent me and like, mm-hmm. I'm hooked. Like, I want to play this game like so fucking bad. But can you explain like the dice mechanics of it? Because there's Bane dice and then dice that you don't use so there's like four you use four d6s can you explain that mm-hmm. a little bit mechanic wise yeah yeah so so another thing that i like again i love dnd i love super crunchy role-playing games and stuff like that but when i was designing this i wanted to make it really really simple so that uh you don't need to come in with a bunch of dnd experience so that somebody who could you know just likes godzilla or just like specific rim could pick this up and play it pretty quickly so the dice mechanic is fairly simple it's just d6s um, and there are two different types of D6s. So there's, you know, one color, let's say they're white dice, uh, they're boon dice. These are your good dice. And so you just roll them. Um, and you're trying to basically get, uh, a six is a success, a four or five is like a mixed success. So it's a little bit good and a little bit bad. And if you mm-hmm. roll a one, two or three, it's a, it's a bad thing or, or a negative. Um, and then obviously if you get more dice that you're rolling, it's more likely you're going to roll like a four or five or, or maybe a six, right? So you're trying to like build up more dice in your pool and, and roll them to like find those sixes. And, um, your Bane dice are, let's say the red, red dice. Uh, they are your, your kind of like negative dice and they get added in 
either, you know, um, previous preparations have gone poorly or you're fighting, um, really deadly monsters. You're going further into the kaiju realm. You're rolling more of these, these bane dice. And all they do is just basically, if they match a boon dice, you know, let's say you roll and you get your highest as a six on your boon dice, but you also roll a six on your bane dice, then they cancel each other out. So you're kind of like, um, it's just a really simple way to see like more white dice is good. More red dice is bad. Um, and, uh, it's just an easy way to kind of look at it and roll real quick and just figure out, um, what's good and what's bad. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of sounding like a cousin to, um, is, uh, years ago, fantasy flight put out, uh, four, four books for like the end of the world RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, it so- sounds kind of like a cousin to that then where there's like the, yeah, the positive dice, the negative dice, there's like a mechanic for them to cancel each other out. So like what would uh, like the harder the task indicates more Bane dice or like, like how are Bane dice? How does that, how do you mm-hmm. get those? You get them through um, not doing well at your preparation. So let's say you build that railgun base and you roll um, and, uh, and let's say you only roll a one, two or a three on it um, as your highest, then you're going to start accumulating Bane dice to your future moves. Um, again, maybe it's like, there, there's a kaiju cult that's kind of like usurping secretly throughout your, your country or something like that. And unbeknownst, there is, uh, one of your operators at your railgun outpost is one of these cult. And so it's just like, whatever it is, it just, all that matters is that you didn't prepare properly or there's a thing that's kind of going against you. So you accumulate an extra bane dice. Um, and so your, your preparation moves kind of compound on each other, building up a dice pool, uh, that at the end is going to be what you use to fight the, the kaiju at the end. The other thing that adds them is that um, you you start out in kind of your world, your home, um, and uh, you know again I'm I'm riffing off of like the uh, the Pacific Rim uh, breach idea where there's a breach, there's a rift, there's a something else going to a different world, um, and so you start off in your world, but eventually you're going to go into missions where you go deeper into their world and try to find the source of those kaiju to mm. deal with it, probably destroy it, but I mean again it's up to you whatever you want to do with it, um, and as you go deeper into their realm it's way more dangerous so you have more bane dice kind of by default it's harder to do all the things that you need to do so those are the two different ways that you can kind of accumulate them sweet and then and then yeah like you say it's just a fistful of dice type system not like a d20 Mm -hmm. plus this it's like oh i'm rolling five d6s eight d6s you know that kind of thing exactly yeah i love i love rolling a lot of dice i think this probably comes from my like warhammer days right where it's just like Mm -hmm. picking up a bunch of d6s is a lot of fun so uh kind of what i leaned into awesome heck yeah so you mentioned that like you got the idea you're you're building a lot of uh influence from like pacific rim what what's what was like the first step where you're like man like i have an idea for a game and like i want to put pen to paper and do it like what was that process like yeah that's uh that's hard because I've, I've, you know, I've designed a bunch of different games before. This is my first game that I'm releasing, but, um, I've designed and I've kind of like built some, some games that I've run at my local table. Okay. And, um, usually there's like a mechanic or a thing that I like within those games that I, I want to keep, right? It doesn't work well for that game, but I want to keep going. Um, and I mean, I, it's kind of just that I love Pacific Rim. I'm like, I don't see, I, there are, there are some pretty good games out there that are like mecha versus kaiju type games. Um, but, there wasn't one that really kind of hit all the things for me. Um, and so I wanted to just design that. Uh, I picked up a, an old kind of mechanic set that I was using and I said, what if, what if you were a mech pilot and you got to fight some kaiju, you got to play as all of them. And what if there was some map making in that too? And I just kind of use those 
things to kind of like mash together into this game and, and, and worked out the kinks. And yeah, it's, uh, it just kind of came from, from a love of wanting to see this, wanting to play as a mech pilot, wanting to, to be a kaiju to like my friends who are across the table and tell them how I'm going to rip their mech apart. Things like that, <laughs> you know? Hell yeah. So it's basically like a situation like you were Thanos grabbing the glove, like, fine, I'll do it myself. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Yeah. I feel like that's how a lot of these games are made. I don't know. Um, it's just, you, you see, you see great examples out there, but it's not exactly what you want to do. And then, so you're like, all right, I'm going to do it my way. And then you just kind of, you kind of figure that out. Hell yeah. Yeah. I had a similar situation, not to plug my sh- bullshit, but like I had a, I made a game that I put on Kickstarter like seven, eight years ago. And it was just basically cause like I wanted to see cryptids f- like fight in like Magic the Gathering type way. So I was like, oh, there's no Magic the Gathering type cryptid fight. Now there is, but so that's what I just did. I didn't make it myself, but so yeah, I, I totally get where you're coming from there. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, so the name home, uh, what, what helped you dial in the name home? Just the fact <laughs> that. Is there a story behind that at all? Or it's just like, oh, you're defending your home. Yeah. Well, but the first name for this, this game was called Mecha Demon, which I don't think was very uh, original. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the, uh, the draft version. And as I was kind of like playing around with it, I was just like, ah, I don't know. This isn't, doesn't sell me on it. It's not very like evocative. Um, and then, and then I kept thinking about it. I'm like, what are you doing? You're defending your home in this game, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it's a game that's um, at its core. You're sure it's like mechs and kaiju, but. At its core, it's about building a home and world building and then defending that home. And because it's a, it's a pretty deadly game, um, it's not guaranteed that you do. So it's kind of a little bit of a game about like, you know, it's exciting. You get to fight kaiju and, and make mechs, but it's also a little bit of like loss because cities are probably going to get destroyed. Each of your pilots has a connection, right? It could be like your brother. It could be like your lover. It could be your mother. It could be a, a pet. doesn't really matter. Um, and they're like the thing that you dig into in your darkest hour. So let's say you're in the middle of fighting a kaiju and you roll a bunch of dice and your highest is a three and you're like, no, no, no I, I can't have this right now. Like I'm on like my last wound or I have my, you know, my, my mech is about to die. And so you can, you can call on your connection and basically do a little flashback where you know, it's, it's when you're sitting in the mech and you think about that loved one or whatever, and you just get to roll an extra dice. You get to roll one extra dice, see what happens. Right. But there are little mechanics that kind of, um, you know, bring you back to the human side of it. Um, and I feel like that was a, that was an aspect when I watched Godzilla and I watched Pacific Rim or at least the first one. Um, that's always a thing that's in those shows, Mm -hmm. right? It's about the monsters, but it's also about the people and kind of the loss and the memories. Um, and so I really wanted to dig into that. I like that a lot. So they would, they would RP that scene that they were flashing back to then. Totally. I mean, I, I don't want to say that you have to be a good RPer to play home because I know a lot of people who just want to be like, all right, I have a flashback with my brother. Cool. That's fine. Okay. But if you did want to do a little like RP scene, um, with it, you totally can. Yeah. Love it. It's very, very open to like a lot of people. And I like that idea. Like you mentioned before, you want to bring it open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Kiki, do you have anything you wanted to ask here before I get into a little bit more? I was just going to say that I like a whole concept, but it's also something where I can see that if we already have stuff from D&D, we can just use it. And I'm talking like if we already have a battle map, if we already have the dice and you could use figures if you want to. Mm-hmm. Right. Totally. So it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of just, you know, 
it's it's open ended in that way. All you need is is your instructions on how to do this, and then you're good to go. Yeah, it's it's like I want it to be pick up and play from what I provide, but I very much expect people to kind of like adjust it slightly to, like you said, use their own battle map, use their own minis if they want. Um, I don't know. Like I've hacked so many games in my time that I feel like that's the best part of it. You you kind of like set a direction, but you know that people are going to take it in their own way. Um, yeah. Right. And like, um, I don't know, Ben, we could just use this to create giant uh, kaiju cryptids and beat the crap out of cord that way. You know? I'm down to that for that. <laughs> Um, so as far as like character creation goes, uh, is that pretty open too, or is like mech creation, kaiju creation? Like, can you, can you describe like what that process is like at all? Yeah. Do, do you want to create a character? Uh, yeah, I sure. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> would love to. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so we'll, we'll go through Wait, it. We'll, we'll kind of all create a, yeah, yeah. I, I was just going to say, Logan, do you want to create a character or a kaiju? Uh, I want to, I got to build, I got, I'm building Char. I'm making Char, Char in the fucking mobile suit. Yeah, I'm, I'm building it. Okay. Can I make the kaiju? <laughs> well, let's then? do, yes. Let's do I both. Yeah, Kiki let's do out, both. But like, I am, no, 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 I no, am no. like, ben, holy ben shit. And, ben and I will uh, team up on, if it, I, I'm sure though that you probably are thinking similarly to me. So you have at it. So, so we can, uh, it's, it's pretty yeah. flexible, right? So, I mean, um, if you run it out of the book, uh, I provide a lot of like um, Oracle tables or like D6 tables where you can basically roll on to, to create a buck quickly. So we could do that. But you again, you can also just like make up your own thing. You could find whatever kind of works for your character. But um, yeah, let, let's let's go through it. So first off, um, there are six different playbooks that you can kind of pick from. They're just like thematic things um, that, you know, that guide your home and and your mechs and your and your uh, kaiju that you're building. Um there's an outrider, which is like about kind of like surveillance and uh, being really fast and kind of, you know, like the name describes being an outrider. Mm -hmm. There's an engineer who's all about like high tech prototypes, um, advanced technology. There's an enforcer who, you know, defends the world. You, you use your strength and power to kind of defend things. There's the royal who is, you know, like a, you're probably a king or a queen or a prince or something like that. You're, you're protecting your home through duty and destiny. There's, um, an ethereal. So there's this, I wanted to add a little bit of a magic element to the, to the kind of game. Um, and it's the aether. It's the thing that comes from the kaiju that nobody knows about, right? It's like, you know, it, it's the, the mysterious element that was brought from their realm. So the ethereal is the ones that are kind of like investigating that and using that within their world. Um, and then the last one is the console. And they're the ones who are like, they're trying to connect and unite the world and they get to use a little bit from everybody's playbook. Um, do any of those really speak to you? Uh, if I'm building my, my pilot or mech, I'm going to go with, uh, the engineer, I think. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Cool. So, um, the first thing you do is you build your home, right? And you can name your home. You can, you can create some different locations. If you had a map, you draw them there and you'd, you know, say if they're cities or like infrastructure or whatever. Uh, can you roll me a D6? Absolutely. Please. A one. So your, your home is known for advanced materials. Okay. So I don't know how you want to envision that. Like, what does your home look like? But like, your home is known for having advanced materials. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say it's a, a situation like Lunar 2 off of uh, Gundam. All my Gundam fan nerds are going to be like, yeah, hell yeah, Lunar 2. Um, so yeah, they're going to, it's like a place where they mine the special Gundarium armor for the bullshit to make the mechs. That's awesome. Cool. Cool. Um, 
The next thing you'd do is you could build a pilot. Uh, I don't really have any anything in in for rolling for building your pilot. All you need is is a name. Uh, do you have a do you have a cool pilot name? Yeah, his name is uh, Shar Aznavol. Of course, of course. Uh, who is Shar's uh, connection? So this is the thing that keeps you going in the darkest of hours. The thing that you're going to remember when then the going gets tough. <laughs> um, uh, I. Sure is an interesting character. Uh, I'm just going to, I guess I'll say revenge. Is that, is that possible? <laughs> you can make it anything you want. So that's kind of cool. Revenge is a interesting way to do it, but I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So now you, you've got a home. Uh, you've got, um, uh, you're known for advanced materials. You've got Shar who, who, you know, has their connection be revenge. Um, your home kind of starts with a manufacturing facility. So on the map, you would draw one additional manufacturing facility. You can, describe it, do whatever you'd like for it. But you're, that's like your starting upgrade for your home um, because you're you know good at making stuff. Okay. Um, let's build out your mech. So because you're an engineer, your mech's frame is advanced. Um, I leave it up to the player to describe what advanced means. Um, but why don't we roll all these things and then you can kind of tell me what your mech looks like. Yeah, so, sure. Do you want to roll me for your primary weapon? Yeah. Another D6 for all these? Yep. Uh, another one. <laughs> You get a rail rifle? Hell yeah. What's your auxiliary system, D6? Two. You get extra arms. Oh, hell yeah. And give me a last D6 for your name. And it, it's on the floor. Okay. <laughs> Spare <laughs> D6. Here we go. Uh, it's a three. You are Striker Bravo. Striker Bravo. That's a cool name. So striker Bravo with an advanced frame, a rail rifle and extra arms is, is your, you know, re-rolled mech. Do you want to, do you want to describe that at all? Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to say it's going to kind of look like the, the red comet Zaku. So he's got the rail rifle, but the extra arms, it's red. Um, it's going to be going extra fast than, than like extra than other mechs of its time. Cause it's advanced. Um, it's got like a domed head with the unicorn horn on it and one singular red eye for the head. It's awesome. That's really cool. Cool. Uh, all right, Ben, do you want to do you want to do the kaiju for this? Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. Cool. So the kaiju only has two things, but um, roll me a d6 to start. All right. That is a six. You have adaptive armor on your kaiju. Ah. Uh, and let roll me one more d6, and then I'd I'd be curious to see how you describe it. This is the name. Uh, that's a one. Your bone maw with adaptive armor. What does your kaiju look like? Adaptive armor and bone. Sorry, say it. Say it. What was the, the second thing? Bone. Bone Ma is the name. Bone Ma. The name of the kaiju? Yeah. All right. So, Bone Ma. So, kind of what I'm envisioning here uh, with adaptive armor and a name like Bone Ma. Uh, we actually, so we just fought a bone, uh, a bone devil in the session that we just recorded. This is fair. And uh, essentially, yeah, I'm imagining like it would have. Yeah, almost like a carapace, like an like a like a white carapace that glows, uh, kind of like a radioactive glow underneath the waves. Uh, so you know when it swims towards you, like or towards subs, or you know think like like Pacific Rim and stuff where they come out of the rift. Uh, even without like a light source, you'd be able to see like this white kind of haze coming at you. Uh, it has bones sticking out in all directions, and then a wide gaping mouth. Uh, just you know, row upon row, like shark teeth. These razor sharp bone teeth. Oh, that's awesome. Is it kind of like um, Godzilla in that it has like, you know, arms and legs and a tail or is it some, is it like a different kind of animal in terms of its structure? Yeah. 
something in it would be kind of humanoid, like Godzilla-ish, where it's got the two main arms and then two legs and like a long bone tail. But then there'd be like these grabbers, like these small kind of sub arms down by its abdomen. So the idea is like when it fights things, like it grabs onto them with its main arms and then the smaller arms just rake the heck out of it. And they're like uh, super sharp. That's really cool. Well, that's so not I mean, off-putting or anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally not. So, I mean, it's so I mean, just the glowing part alone. And like, uh, as soon as you see that as a character, you'd be like, uh, uh oh, we're effed. Yeah. And I imagine that. Uh, so one of the things that you can do is preparation, right? Let's say that, um, uh, that, uh, Char was piloting their uh, Striker Bravo, and one of the preparation actions that they do is um, study the kaiju, right? So perhaps you know it, it's a thing where you see the glowing off in the distance, and you can work with the other player to be like, "What does it look like?" and kind of create that little scene where you're you're trying to track them down, and you just like can subtly sl- see the glowing. Because one of the things about this, and again, I pull it from a lot of kaiju movies, is that you create your kaiju or your you know the enemy kaiju at the beginning of each front. But you don't reveal it till the end, right? Because like kaiju are kind of always in the background. There's a little bit that's that they come out, but that's always like the big fight, the big thing at the mm-hmm. end. Um, I feel so you really kind of keep it secretive or uh, in the background until until the very end. Very Godzilla Sweet. 2014. I like that. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah, but but I mean like that. That's so that's that's character creation in a nutshell, right? Because you create your home, you create your pilot, your mech, and your kaiju. Um, and the reason it's so quick is that you you might do this two or three times in a game because your mech might die, mm-hmm. your pilot might die, and those kaiju might also die if your mech doesn't, right? It's like, you know, probably one or the other, maybe both, but uh, you're going to be doing it a couple different times in the game. So I wanted to be very quick and like um, uh, give you that opportunity to to riff on it uh, pretty quickly. And, and I think you did a great job. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that was really it, cool. As, as far as like hit it, so does it, this system uses like hit points? Because I know like Star Wars D6 uh, like the West End game Star Wars, they have more like like stacking debuffs and that kills your mm-hmm. character as opposed mm-hmm. to like having a hard and fast hit point number. How is that determined? It's it's very um, it is kind of like hit points. Um, basically, it's, it's just health that you have and uh, it's very quick, right? So in the first front, there's like three different kind of fronts or missions that you go through. Uh, your mech is going to have two hit points or health and your kaiju is going to have three. So the kaiju are always stronger than your mechs. So you always have to kind of battle uphill to beat it. Um, but it, it's quick, right? I mean, like those two are going to go real quick. They could go in one roll if you have a really bad one roll, right? So like death could be very quick, but, um, you know, it's, it's very, very light. Uh, I think in the last, uh, the last kind of fight, your mech will have four hit points and your, your kaiju will have six. So they kind of like bump up even tougher in that last fight. Huh. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like up the stakes kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, you're, you're like, you're like fighting the, like the big bad kaiju protecting the source. I don't know what it is. If it's like eggs or some kind of weird, like (laughs) big mama kaiju or something like that. Right. But like, they're going to be the biggest one. They're going to be the scariest one. I like this a lot. Um, yeah. So as far as, uh, like, do you guys have any more questions about the game? I want to talk more about the, the Kickstarter here. If if Kiki or Benny have any questions about the game and stuff. No, I'm good. I got all the, all the questions I had or answered perfectly okay. yeah. all right um so we mentioned uh, i just kind of want to talk about like play testing for the game how, how long did you play test the game stuff like that 
Yeah, I think uh, I, I finished my like first draft of development in November. So I've just been playtesting uh, with some friends and solo because you can play it solo. So that's mm-hmm. that's good uh, ever since the past couple past couple months. Um, it's still in playtesting. I'm still doing it with with some friends just to like iron out the kinks before I, uh, again, get it out to a larger audience. Um, but uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, in your playtesting, is it is it easier to be the kaiju or the or the mech? Do you have you noticed? Like, does the I've, mech usually win or the kaiju win? Uh, <laughs> the kaiju, I think, wins slightly more often. So it's it's tough, right? Because there's kind of like three different characters, right? There's your mech, there's your pilot, and there's your kaiju. Mm-hmm. Um, your mech is going to get destroyed slightly more frequently than fifty percent of the time. Okay, it's tough. It's really really hard. Um, it may not, right? You might get lucky, but like, it's really tough to keep your mech alive. Um, and it's really cool when your mech survives all three rounds because then it's like a legendary thing <laughs> that, like, you know, has has battled these kaiju for ages, um, which is really cool. But uh, your pilot technically um, may survive all three. Um, there's kind of a mechanic in this where uh, when your mech dies, you can eject, right? It's kind of, I leave it up to the player. Um, you can either decide whether your pilot ejects or goes down with the ship. Um, you can also roll. So if you want to just see like, does my, does my pilot die or not? It, it, you could, you could put it to the, to randomness, but the reason, and of course you can detonate your core, which automatically means that your, your pilot's going to die. But the reason that I, um, I kind of put it to the player is that, um, you know, think about in uh, in Godzilla minus one, right? Where um, the main character is like a kamikaze pilot who couldn't do it at the beginning, mm-hmm. and like that kind of story of like you have a job, you have a thing you're supposed to do, but you don't do it, and then everything you know goes to shit because of that. Like everybody dies because of that. That's kind of cool. So I kind of want it to be that if you want your player or your your pilot to be um, someone who maybe can't do it at the beginning of the game or something, you can totally say that they don't die that they survive and then it just changes the arc of their story later on right um they're they're looked at a little differently uh maybe their their rationale and their flashbacks are a little different later on so uh so yeah okay killer i like that a lot i like that that is challenging for sure um so let's let's talk about the kickstarter itself so for people who might not be unfamiliar how does kickstarter work yeah. So, so Kickstarter is a crowdfunding site where basically if you have an idea for anything, whether it's like a, a game or a product or a, you know, all sorts of things, um, you kind of go and you, you put it on Kickstarter as a pitch and you're like, Hey, I've got this idea for this product. Um, and most of them are, are nearly done or almost done or somewhere in that process, but they're looking for backers to basically say like, yeah, I would buy that product. And so they pledge a certain amount of money. Um, and, if you reach your funding goal, then you basically have enough money to to create the product and send it out to those backers. So it's kind of like you're buying something um, or you're investing in the creation of something. Mm-hmm. And uh, if the if the pledges don't reach that funding number, um, then no, nobody pays any money. And it's just like, all right, wasn't a good enough idea or didn't have the interest in it right now. Um, and so, uh, you know, it, it's, it doesn't mean that it's, it's a bad thing. It just means that like, you know, try it again later on. Um, and so that's the way that Kickstarter works. It's kind of like, Hey, I've got this idea. Can I find some people to invest in this idea? Um, and generally, you know, if you, if you get it backed, it's usually like, for example, for home, um, 
I'm almost done writing. I've done all my editing and I'm just doing some layout and art. And so it would probably ship uh, towards fall this year. So you'd, you know, back it now, pay for it now. And then uh, it would be shipped to you um, probably in like uh, October or November. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have, we have yet to say the date. So let's say the date it's going to be. Yeah. So the, the Kickstarter will go live on Tuesday, February 13th and it will run or the campaign will run from or until March 7th, which I think is the Thursday. So there's kind of like three weeks where people can, uh, can back this if they want to get in. Um, it'll like, again, assuming that it backs and assuming that there's interest, um, it'll like go into, you know, uh, some, some stores. I'll probably put it in some stores and stuff so you can buy it later on, but this is your, your chance to get it to start. Um, and there's also some unique things, right? Like there's a, there's a cool patch that I'm doing, a mech pilot patch. Uh, like, you know, you could iron it onto your jacket or whatever. Cause I, oh, I feel cool. like, mech pilot patches are always cool so it's it's a little thing you can only get with the kickstarter hell yeah yeah let's let's talk about so what are the what are the goals for the kickstarter like uh not goals um like what are the what are the backing amounts like like each level mm -hmm. tier and stuff yeah so so i again this is since this is my first kickstarter i wanted to keep it fairly simple so you can get a digital tier which is um i'm canadian so i'm trying to think of these in, mm -hmm. in canadian versus us bucks but uh I think the, the digital tier is, is 15 Canadian. Um, and you get basically a PDF version of the game when it's out. Uh, you know, um, the physical tier. So it's the physical, uh, copy of the game, um, is 25 Canadian. And, uh, again, you get the, the physical and the digital. Uh, the physical book and the patch is 40 Canadian, which I think is 30, uh, 30 us. And you get this cool four inch, um, iron on embroidered, uh, mech pilot patch. And then, um, because I think I told you this earlier, because I'm a, a miniature artist as well, I have this legendary tier that's only for collectors. It's pretty expensive. I think it's like 700 bucks, but I will build and paint you a mech miniature and ship it to you. There's only two of them because you know <laughs> it's uh, not it's not a lucrative thing for me. I spend a lot of time right. on them, but um, I don't know. I wanted to make some art for it as well, and and I love making mech miniatures. So yeah, oh, that's killer. It's like originally made mech miniature. Then, yep, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's a 3D print uh, that I'll probably kit bash a little bit from uh, Piper, who uh, she does amazing um, kind of like uh, mechs and stuff online, and and I'll I'll. 3D print it. I'll put it into probably I'm thinking like a little scene with some um, 3D printed skyscrapers as well. So it feels like the, mm. the mech is actually fighting in a city. Um, and then I'll, I'll paint it up and put it on a cool base, things like that. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, yeah. the, so you mentioned there'd be six playbooks. So all six playbooks would be available on each yep. tier. Okay, cool. Yep. Yep. All right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really cool. I'm like, I'm really excited. I can't wait. Uh, this will be, I'm dropping this episode the day of the 13th, but yeah, I'll that's definitely awesome. be backing. I'm, I'm really excited for this. Um, so, uh, I, I, Ben, Kiki, any other questions? Not that I can think of. No, I'm pretty hyped too. Yeah. This will be really cool. Yeah. I'm just excited to, uh, to back it. And I would, I would just add that for my part, uh, this will probably come out like t more towards the last week of your, uh, Kickstarter. So, I tell my listeners to go ahead and back it now. You probably have about seven days left. So go do the thing. Yeah. And, and, you know, reach out. I mean, uh, I like I'll be, I'll be fairly active looking at the, the Kickstarter page if people have questions or whatnot, but um, yeah, I don't know. Like, like I love, I love this stuff. I just want to, I love role-playing games. I love Mac. I love Kaiju. I just want to like get a cool product out there for folks to be in that same mindset and um, do the same thing. So appreciate y'all for backing if you do of course yeah 
Um, do you have any like uh, social medias to plug so they can find it? Um, I'm gonna drop the link in the episode, but in case they want to look at your like any socials that you might have for whatever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, deepdark.games is is the website. Um, I'm also on deepdark or deepdark games at uh, Instagram. Um, if you want to see my mech artwork that I've done, it's uh, grav.cardo on Instagram. Um, you can see a bunch of the the mechs that I've built in the past. Um. And, uh, yeah, again, slowly building out the socials as I build that stuff, but, um, that's the best place to find it, uh, deepdark.games or grab Cardo. Love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Good luck on the Kickstarter. I'm really excited for it. Can't wait to play it. Um, and then, yeah, this is just a bonus episode, so I'm not gonna plug my bullshit because it's kind of be weird to plug my bullshit. We're plugging, plugging this guy's stuff. So, uh, and I have no such qualms. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's like, go buy my book. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, until next time, thank God for Godzilla.